Welcome to Seeds of Light, everyone. This is Astrology Hub show dedicated to illuminating the path of parenting using the power of astrology. I'm your host, Anna Zaharia, and today I'm here with evolutionary astrologer, herbalist, holistic healer, and columnist for the Yoga Journal, Cameron Allen. Thank you for being here, Cameron. Hey, Anna. It's so good to be back again. I'm excited, as always, when I'm talking to you. <laughs> Me too. And I have some really exciting news for all of you, um, directly related for how, to how Cameron and I are so excited about the show. Cameron is has agreed to be on the show as a regular guest, so you'll get to learn a lot more from him on a regular basis. And we have another announcement. Last week, we covered the question, my child is an Aquarius, how can I support them right now? And we realized that we wanted to go through a whole series and do the rest of the zodiac signs specifically as they relate to your children. So this is um, the beginning. And today we are covering supporting your Gemini child right now and always. So um, Cameron, my first question is what's the most majestic expression of Gemini in its purest form? Ooh, the most majestic. Uh, the way I, I, I like to think of it as the jack of all trades. That's the, that's the highest expression of uh gemini uh well you know it could be jack of all trades but also see that as like a magician too they could be magicians you know and i also like to not limit jack of all trades because some people are like why be a jack of all trades and master of none well it's like you can be a jack of all trades and be a master of multiple things too as well like i don't know why people just like put that limit on it and also in reference to children they don't really have limits because they're still forming you know so I always, yeah, jack of all trades. That's that's the one that I I, I like to, to to think of when I think of Gemini. Amazing, I love that jack of all trades and master of many. Indeed. So, um, <laughs> how would you encourage that for a Gemini child? Yeah. So when it comes to, and I'll, also when I'm thinking about children, I'm always thinking about like the conditioning in our society right now. Right. So it's like on some level, it's like, I want to teach my children or like my children. I, I really do have a bunch of children too. <laughs> yes. But like, I want to teach children certain things that is like what the reality is going to tr potentially reflect to them that should or shouldn't do. So one of the really huge things is like allowing just variety. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of times as as adults, we think like, like, all right, well, you need, you need to pick something and you need to go, you know, you need to go in that route, you know, but, you know, Gemini energy, especially when you're speaking about children, is is, is all about variety, right? And, and, and kids love to try this and try that, you know, big, I'm big on curiosity overall, but yeah, just not limiting things to like, you should do this one thing, right? And also just like allowing, like telling your children, hey, like you might not understand that right now, but I'm sure you'll make a connection later, right? Because Gemini is like, it doesn't have, it doesn't have this linearity as much as uh, one might suppose. So it's like, even if somebody doesn't get something now, or if they like get this piece of information, that piece of information, like when they get older, the connections can be made, right? I always even like, I always envision it like, they learn this over here from their aunt. They learn this over here from the uncle. They learn this from me. They learn this from over here. They learn this from, 
And then one day, like as those things grow and like they're all like coming into like a central point and those connections are being made. So allowing the child to explore life in that way, I think can be really, really helpful. Wonderful. So, okay, actually I have to back up a little bit and I want to ask you, when we're talking about supporting our Gemini children, are we specifically talking to sun signs? Or are we saying if your child has significant Gemini placements in terms of the moon or yes? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so with you. If it's significant in their chart, right, which can be their ascendant, it could be their sun, it could be their moon, or if someone has three or more planets in Gemini, that's the way that I would um, that's the way that I would identify with it, you know, or the way that I would orient towards it. And also, you know, there's like I'm not even gonna go there. There's so many, just so many factors we could put in there, but like ascendant, sun, moon, definitely. But then three or more planets also would be highlighted, uh, Gemini in the chart. So I would stick with that and just keep it simple. And also, just inviting everybody like as they continue to listen and listen to the other things, it's like your child's gonna have Gemini somewhere in their chart, right? So even if you just look towards that area of their life right now and as they grow up with curiosity. Then you know that could just like layer on things in a, in a really profound way as we go over things over time. Great. So for those of you that haven't yet, you can go to astrologyhub.com forward slash astrocharts, and you can type in the birth information of your child, and you'll just get their free chart. And what I really love about astrocharts is that they just make it super simple. You don't need to know all the glyphs and everything, and they tell you. Sun and Gemini at three degrees or moon, you know, it, they, they go through all of the planets. So you can just easily have that as a reference sheet as you're listening to these podcast episodes. So even if your child is not a Gemini sun, they might have a Gemini moon or other significant placements. So you'll probably want to be tuning into a bunch of our episodes in order to get a full picture. Indeed. All right. So moving forward with our Gemini children. What's happening for the Gemini child right now in terms of major cosmic energy that might be influencing them? Yeah, so right now Mars just Mars just creeped on in into Gemini. So that's really important. That's going to be there until approximately April 24th at like 4:30 or something. From my I don't know, something like that, the 24th, April 24th. So just I always like when it comes to children, I like to go to the route of curiosity. So it's just like, well, how is Mars affecting said planets in the space of Gemini in your child's chart? Or like um, if they have a, a sun, if their sun is, let's say their sun is Gemini, right? And they just so happen like within the next few weeks, like to have like a bout of like kind of frustration or anger, right? That can give really clear indications of like, oh yeah, Mars is going over their sun. They're expressing their anger and that allows the parent to be less reactive and more like dynamic in their in their parenting. So that's mm -hmm. really important. I feel like when like we're when working with transits and and children. Also, the North Node has been in Gemini uh, for a while, and there will be eclipses there. When, well, that's even coming up later. That's I I don't think we should really go there. But then, but right now, for right now, speaking though, there are planets in Pisces as well which is squaring Gemini. So even, right, it's like, oh, what's a square? It often is expressed as dynamic tension. 
And then, oh, you have Mars going through Gemini. So you have these planets over here in Pisces creating dynamic tension and then Mars is coming, which can aggravate, inflame, or, you know, create frustration. So it's like, that would make, that actually would even make sense if someone would express frustrations or like a challenge that they have going on or they've been experiencing for a while. So those are the big things. Well, there's trines, there's trines too, as well. There's trines to Aquarius. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. So there is some harmonious aspects coming from Aquarius. You have some dynamic tension coming from Pisces. And then you have Mars just like making those things, you know, be very, you know, it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily going to be expressed, but it can like irritate or inflame and, and create more expression in oneself. So yeah, those are the main transits that I would tune into. So with all of that said, that's kind of like the cosmic picture for what's really influencing Gemini right now. Mm -hmm. You mentioned having a little bit more um, just awareness and space for your child to maybe be in a more assertive or aggravated or yeah. even just bouts of anger, that mm -hmm. kind of space. So being aware of that and holding space for it rather than reacting to your child's bout of anger. Is there anything else that you would recommend in terms of like supportive practices? Yeah, I, I like when it comes to Gemini, because I think of language, you know, and so in language, I don't know, I've said this a lot of times, but like language is like barely words. It's not even words oftentimes. So so just like read like reading their body language or asking them like, hey, like how do you feel right now? Like show me how you feel with like a posture, like how like move your body how you feel. And that can allow them to like communicate with you in the way that they feel, but not necessarily have to say words. You know, also I like I like noises. You know, so, I mean, you could do mantras. I mean, that's one way of going about it, but it's just like literally just making noises. Like, it's like, oh, I see that you're frustrated. So what animal, what animal would you be to express that frustration and what noise would you make, you know? And that allows them to be curious and, and yeah, just like play with it. So yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would say. Yeah, that's, that, I think that'll be real good. And even joining yourself too, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And what about bringing in some, just some additional humor into some of this like big Martian energy or a lot of the activating energy? Yeah, that's, that's one thing with, with children. I always, oh, you know, hum, me and humor, it's, it's curious, but like when it comes to children and humor, I feel like they, I don't know. I just always adapt to the children when it comes to humor because they have so much. So I don't know, maybe I don't have that much to say around humor. What do you, what do you feel about Mars and humor? Oh, well, <laughs> personally, since Mars has gone into Gemini, I've definitely felt a lot more um, cheeky. And my team can attest to that. We're, we're laughing behind the scenes a lot more and, and just kind of making um, teenage jokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So um, I, I think, you know, it's it, I'm just bringing it up as another thing that all parents can kind of um, lean on during this time, just lean on a little bit more curiosity and a little bit more humor just for yourself and and for your child. Um, and of course, as you said, it's very like personal to each 
child, like what they find funny and what their own sense of humor is. So really leaning into that right now seems like a great practice. Yeah. Well, we actually have a friend. I have a, <laughs> it's funny. Like one of my friends, because they, they, they're bilingual and, and they always say like when, when, because when they talk, when they get frustrated or upset, they like use a different language, even if they're not saying anything necessarily like profound profanity or anything like that. They're just like, when they're angry, they use the other language. So I don't know, something like that could be a, a cool way of being able to like easily indicate like when the child is frustrated, hmm. you'll automatically know or like make up your own like little language because they'll just go to that language and then boom, they're frustrated. Like you already know. So that, I don't know. And that, I think that's, that's the most fun way to be able to express anger in some ways. That's the way I feel about it. Yeah. Yes. I've been trying to work with my son for some time now to have some go-to practices for when he's feeling angry so that we're channeling it in a healthy way. And he's just recently really gotten into music as not just um, expressing his anger, but when he's like feeling a lot of angst or processing big emotions, mm -hmm. he goes to music and singing and um, the piano. And him and my partner are having a really great time like doing that regularly. So maybe music, maybe punching some pillows or going and yeah bouncing on the trampoline yeah. with all your might yeah just seeing how these elements of both play and aggression or big passionate energy can come together yeah and just um taking a step back to when it, when it comes to like mars and gemini just being mindful of like how much how much like the child is like like you're saying angst like how much angst is going on because gemini energy can can, can have a tendency towards being scattering sometimes. So, mm -hmm. you know, and children sometimes are already like going all over the place. So it's like just being mindful if they have too much stimuli during this time too, that could be something to like, to tune into. Hmm. Great. So tuning back out into regardless of what's happening right now, we're always, our child is always going to be a Gemini. If they're a Gemini now, they're always going to be a Gemini. So what are some of the key challenges? And I know you've, we've already started to touch on this and practical solutions to keep in mind for this archetype. Yeah, I think with Gemini, it's like, I, I have, it's funny because Gemini is like, it feels like very dualistic, but like, even when I was saying like, let them be a jack of all trades, you know? I think the challenge can be actually knowing when you don't wanna work with more than like three to five things at one time, right? Cause it's not about limiting them overall as what they can do, but it's just like, okay, like don't try to do 20 of these things in one month, right? It's like, you like narrowing it down to like at least three things, like three to five things, you know, and just knowing when that is the practical solution instead of them being scattered about everywhere and doing a bunch of stuff. And cause that's not a Jack of all trades. That's somebody that's, that's a child that's scattered and doing a bunch of stuff that's slightly aimless. So even just like teaching the child, like to see that, you know, and it's always about teaching someone how to think, not what to think. Mm -hmm. 
allowing them to label their own reality, you know? Yeah, that seems like a really big one specifically right now as well for for all of us. Like mm-hmm. not being told what to think, but definitely um, learning how to get like quality information, how to process things, yeah. how to use our discernment. Yeah, yeah. And something, you know, something else I do think as well is like language in nature, teaching about like nature's language. What does the tree say when it's really cold? Like, or like, how does it express that it's cold? Does it change? Mm, I'm just curious. Like, have, do you even know as a parent, you know, like even just being curious in that way can be super, super helpful because it allows one to learn, like I've been saying, like orientation towards curiosity. Like, what does the flower, what is the flower saying when we're not giving it enough water? It's communicating with us, you know, so teaching communication can be really, really amazing in that way, because it, then it won't be just based off of just humans that we're interacting with. It's like we're interfacing and interconnecting with everything in that way. So that's learning communication on a universal level. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big thing that can. And I say that's a big thing that could stop problems from coming later on, because if they know how to communicate with any and all things, then they'll have, know how to orient towards people in their lives and their relationships, you know? Beautiful. Okay, Cameron, I'm going to try and summarize. So Gemini, one of its most beautiful expressions is being jack of all trades and master of many. So in supporting your Gemini child, make sure to allow for variety, allow for curiosity and lots of different things that that you might be interested in. However, bring in some supportive Saturnian structure and encourage focus on just a few things, maybe three things at a time rather than 20. Reassure your Gemini child that even if they're not understanding how all the different things that they're interested in or that are coming up are connected, just reassure them that that understanding will likely come later Mm -hmm. as they start to weave all these experiences together. Right now, we have Mars and Gemini until about April 24th, and there may be more aggressive expression, maybe more bouts of anger, that your child will be experiencing. So just staying non-reactive as the parent and having a safe container for that and encouraging your child to find creative, playful ways in order to move through that energy, maybe helping them move their body to express how they feel, acting like an animal or maybe being creative and playing it out on the piano or punching a pillow or anything else creative that sounds good and supportive to both you and your child. There might be a a over tendency towards anxiety. So just being mindful of that and helping soothe ongoing worrisome thoughts. And this is something that I'm seeing important now, but also kind of always, it would just be particularly highlighted right now. Right, Cameron? Yeah. Well, with Gemini energy, it could be, it could be always, but right now, yeah, it would be highlighted. Yeah. Okay. And then one of the really beautiful things you mentioned is 
teaching your Gemini child how to start understanding the language of nature through observation and helping them orient to curiosity because this brings in a much more holistic understanding of communication and orienting to the world, right? Oh, yeah. There we go. And then last but not least, super important is teaching your child how to think rather than what to think. So what are some closing suggestions that you have specifically for how to encourage how to think rather than what to think? Oh, yeah. So I had the greatest teacher in this ever because my mom always did stuff like this. So she would she would ask me a question. Right? I was like, hey, what do you like? Hey, what do you? And she always that's what she like leans in. Right. Like, hey, what do you think about that? And then I give the, like the child gives the answer and then, you know, communicating back to them like, oh, like that's interesting. This is how I thought about it. Right. So it's not even like the way you're communicating is not like my idea is better or your idea was right or wrong, right? It's like, oh, that's how you think? This is what I thought, or this is how I think. That's interesting, you know? And just through doing that dialogue, it's allowing for the child to have, allow them to have their perspectives and also listen to what you're saying so that your perspectives can be um, transmitted to them openly. So I think that's just a great practice in and of itself, you know, which goes back to the curiosity and yeah, just having the being able to have the variety, right? I think this way, you think that way. And then if somebody else is around, like ask them, hey, what did you think? Yeah, I think that's just, I think that's amazing. I agree. I agree. And I know I've mentioned this book before, but there's this book series called Ringing Cedars Series. Oh. And the main character is Anastasia. Oh, yeah. And you and I have talked about this personally <laughs> behind the scenes as well. And the woman, she's a Siberian shaman and she's part of this like very indigenous tribe that is still super connected to how the divine human lives and how it can, that, that's what they call it, is the divine human and how interconnected to nature the divine human is and all the abilities that come with that. So, you know, connecting to plants and connecting to people across the globe just through telepathy and all these amazing abilities. But one of the things that they really focus on is how to raise children in this way that is aligned with this magical divine expression of humans. And the thing that they really recommend a lot is making sure that you're asking your child, what they think, asking them to give you answers. And that helps develop their own, um, not just security and in their own knowingness, but it helps kind of bring out their own magic because they do have an innate knowing of a lot of things that maybe as parents in today's world, we don't give them as much credit for. So um, thank you so much for bringing that piece in. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Please make sure to check out episode 54 of the Astrology Hub podcast. If you don't know anything about Cameron, that's the very first episode that we had Cameron on our show. And so you get to learn more about his background. But ever since, we've done a lot more episodes with him. So your library is just going to keep growing. 
if you want to keep learning from Cameron and you found this helpful, you will probably love our Health Secrets of the Zodiac course. This is something we did together last year and Cameron does an amazing job going in depth into each of the signs and teaches about their essence, their correspondences in nature, and how to best care for each of the signs. We will make sure to provide you a link for that. I can tell you right now, you can find that at astrologyhub.com forward slash academy. You can find all of our courses in there, including Cameron's Health Secrets of the Zodiac. And if you haven't already, don't forget to get your free PDF download of your guide to your child's moon sign. You can do that at astrologyhub.com forward slash moon sign for helpful insights on how to uniquely support and nurture your child based on their moon. Cameron, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Always. Yeah, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for being here. Wonderful.